Good morning, everyone. Thank you for being here again today. Grab your Bible and let's jump back into the 73rd Psalm. Uh, and we'll be picking up in the fourth verse. The fourth verse of the 73rd Psalm. And uh, for those of you who may have uh, not been with us yesterday, uh, this is another Psalm. Uh, it's a Psalm of Asaph, not David. Uh, but it's dealing with a topic that David had addressed on several occasions uh, of why uh, the, the dilemma, the confusion over why the wicked seem to prosper and the righteous <clears throat> suffer. And so yesterday, uh, again, we uh, saw that uh, Asaph begins by uh, acknowledging to God, uh, just letting God know that he Tell him, I don't understand. Uh, I, I want some uh, some clarification. Uh, I don't understand it. And so uh, we learn that it's okay uh, to ask God for understanding, uh, to ask God uh, for, for clarity. Um, again, and not just in this situation. Um, again, I, I just stress that over and over uh, that uh, so many of us have been taught our whole life uh, not to question God. And uh, as I read Scripture, and as I, I see that exp laid out for me, uh, we're not to challenge God's authority. Uh, we're not to question His uh, right to do whatever uh, He chooses to do, uh, but to ask Him for more understanding uh, I think is just natural. Uh, we see that uh, we see examples of it throughout Scripture, um, specifically uh, Jesus Himself uh, on the cross says, "My God, My God, why?" Uh, and so, asking for understanding, um, I don't think is uh, uh, an issue. And now, uh, in this verse, uh, he's going to go on and explain a little bit more to God. Um, what his confusion, why uh, he is uh, so troubled uh, by what he sees. Beginning in, uh, again, verse 4, uh, he, verse 3, he said, I was envious uh, at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. He says, he confesses to God, I, I look and uh, I see what uh, goes on with the wicked, uh, and I'm, I'm a little jealous uh, I mean, he just says it, uh, and so uh, he tells God where he is, and then he's going to say why that's true. He says, for there are no bands in their death, there's no, but their strength uh, is firm. Um, in, in other words, he, he's saying that um, as he looks at these people, uh, as he looks at the wicked, um, he is confused uh, he's bothered by the fact uh, that it seems like they don't—they uh, don't care. They're not scared of death. They—they they do whatever they want to. Um, and he's already said basically they have no uh, no struggles, no problems in life, and uh, and they're um, they're they're not even uh, they're not even worried about death. Uh, they 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 have. 
whatever they want. They do whatever they want. Uh, they are not, verse 5, they are not in trouble as other men, neither are they plagued uh, like other men. And so, he, he again, he just lays it out uh, to God that, you know, from, from where he's sitting, um, from his perspective, uh, it seems as if the wicked have it made. That, that's just, uh, that's my words. Um, that the wicked, again, he says they're not afraid of death. Uh, they don't have trouble like other men. They're not plagued like other men. Um, they, they just seem to have uh, everything going uh, in their favor. Now, as we sit here, um, we, we, you, you and I both know uh, that, um, that everybody has troubles in life. Uh, everybody has problems, but I think we know where Asaph is coming from. Uh, we look and we see that some people's life, uh, they seem, uh, it appears from, from the outside looking in, uh, that, that everything goes well for them, that everything they touch uh, turned, uh, turns, to, uh, turns to gold. Uh, that they uh, even even when they die is kind of what Asaph is saying here is even when they die they die a peaceful life they don't even suffer uh, in their death they they just seem to have um, you know everything uh, laid out uh, for uh, for their benefit uh, verse six therefore pride compasseth them about as a chain violence covereth them uh, as a garment because of that. Um, he says they are, they're proud of their rebellion. They're proud of their lifestyle. They're not just wicked, uh, but because they're wicked and getting away with it, uh, they're proud uh, of that lifestyle. Now, uh, uh, let, me, let me jump ahead just a minute right here and say, hold on, stick with me for a few days as we work our way through this psalm. Asaph does eventually uh, come to some conclusions and some answers uh, to this. But right now, he's just pouring out uh, his heart as to what his issue, what his question is. Um, that, uh, again, that these people are wicked and proud of it. Uh, they, 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 you know, as um, you know, was the saying, you know, there's no shame in their game. Uh, you know, they they live however they choose. They uh, do whatever they want. Uh, their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than the heart could wish. Um, he says, you know, they they seem to have everything uh, that they want. Um, everything that their, uh, you know, that their little hearts desire. Uh, this phrase, uh, their eyes stand out with fatness. Um, it, 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 what that refers to is it's, it's a it's symbolic. It's a statement that they are that they're bulging, that they're running over uh, with uh, with stuff, um, with uh, money, with things uh, that they have everything. Uh, that they could possibly uh, imagine. They are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression. Uh, they speak loftily. Uh, and so Asaph goes on uh, and, um, and, and continues. You know, now he's, 
he's described what appears to, from his perspective to be their blessings. Uh, now he's going to talk about what's really troubling him, uh, and that is that, again, that, um, that they're corrupt, that they speak wickedly. Uh, they, 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 you know, their, their mouth is foul. They, uh, they, they use their tongue for, um, threats and boastful statements. Um, they, they speak against God. Look in verse nine, they set their mouth against the heavens and their tongue walketh, uh, through the earth. Uh, and, and so they, uh, again, they're just, uh, you know, they're, their vow, uh, you know, uh, is what Asaph is saying. They're wicked. They're evil. Uh, they they speak against God uh, in uh, you know in no uncertain terms. Um, they you know they uh, their tongue walketh through the earth. Um, what he's saying is they just uh, publicly, openly, unashamedly uh, live a wicked, uh, rotten life. And uh, as uh, we think about those, uh, that, those, that handful of verses this morning, um, again, I, I think, you know, I, I'm, I probably have never uh, said it in such poetic terms, and probably neither of you, uh, but um, we have, uh, I'm sure most of us, uh, have, have looked around and, and saw the wicked and saw the evil uh, and saw them doing the very same thing. We've thought of the same thing. They don't have trouble like other men. Uh, they don't have plagues like other men. Their pride, um, they wear it like a chain, like jewelry. Uh, they're proud. They're, they're violence. Uh, their eyes, they have everything they want, every, more than their heart could wish. And yet they are corrupt and speak wickedly um, and, and speak arrogantly. Uh, they set their mouth against the heavens. They, they, they go against God uh, and all his principles and precepts of the word of God. And yet we still see that it appears uh, from our seat, uh, from our vantage point, uh, that again, that they, um, as as Asaph says, don't have trouble. Um, they they have uh, everything their more than their heart uh, could wish, and, uh, and and again, this is a long psalm, and so I, it it would probably be better if I could cover the whole psalm uh, in uh, one setting and. Uh, maybe a few of you would sit and listen to the whole thing, but uh, the majority of you have work and things to do, so uh, don't have time to do that. But uh, let me just encourage you um, in, in this fact. Even great men of God, uh, even the chief musician in David's temple, uh, sometimes felt like life was unfair. Uh, sometimes felt like um, he was getting the short end of the stick, that he was trying to live uh, a godly life. And uh, instead of being rewarded for it, that um, he was suffering for it and others were being blessed. And what I want to encourage you and challenge you to do this morning um, is, to do, is to hang on literally uh, as we look at this psalm. You're, you're going to see as we move on uh, that there are some some answers, some conclusions that we're going to discover uh, as we continue to work 
through Asaph's uh, words here. Uh, but in the meantime, let me encourage you just to hang on, to be encouraged by the fact that you're not the first to feel that way. Uh, you're not the first to look around and think, man, life isn't fair. Um, and it's not. I'm just going to tell you, I tell all the time when I hear people say it's not fair, I say, listen, the fair will be in town in September. Um, you know, life is not fair, uh, but God is good. Uh, again, as I said yesterday, our theology, uh, when we come back to building it uh, on that first statement that, uh, that Asaph made, truly, God is good. Um, and I just have to, we have to continue to remind ourselves of that truth. God is good. We don't always understand why things work the way they do, but God is good. So you just hold on, hold on to we work through this psalm, hold on in life, uh, and know that ultimately uh, God rewards his people uh, and sin is, uh, will, be, uh, will be punished. All right, uh, just hold on. We'll see you back here tomorrow, uh, and uh, we'll continue to work through uh, Asaph's dilemma uh, and our dilemma together. All right. Thank you. Have a great day.